are now tuned in to this week's episode of our Light the Way and Friends podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to encourage you with hope by sharing everyday real-life stories, interviews with gifted Christian leaders, and some of your favorite Christian artists. We know God has a special plan for your life, and we pray this episode is going to bless you and show you how to fully rely on God. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome, welcome, welcome again, everybody. We're excited today. We uh, Episode, uh, you know, I've lost count. I, I don't even know how many episodes we've done. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. It seems like we've done more now that we've been in this self-quarantine yes. new season, uh, but they're fun. They're getting better, I hope. <laughs> well, some of us are. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So excited today. We got a special guest with us today. I know. Um, uh, I love our special I, guest. I do too. He's amazing. I do too. But as always, before we get into that, uh, you always like to open up with a, uh, a scripture or a word from the Lord, and I think you've got I something for us today, right? I do. I'm John, today I'm reading out of 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 through 5, and I'm reading out of the NIV, and it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Amen? Wow. Now break that down for me. Oh, this is going to be a longer show than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's so powerful. And, you know. Okay, so here's what I get out of that as I'm looking at this. So we're, we're in a, a battle. Right. Right? Okay. And we, meaning we believers, we who are in Christ, we have to remember that um, we don't fight flesh and blood, meaning humans, people. Right. Right. It's the spirits. The worldly things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's it, not the flesh. It's the right. spirits behind them right. that um, is the battle. That's the battlefield. So what I'm seeing today in, in this is that first we have to identify the battlefield. What mm. What is the battlefield going on in front of us right now? And who and what is the enemy? Mm. Once we are able to identify that, then it brings us back, to, centers us back to God to remind us that we're soldiers in the army of God and that he's given us the authority and the power in him to go in this battle. Mm. And we're already victorious. He, he's already yeah. won the battle for us. Right. And, and so if we have that mindset with whatever it is that's going on, that battle, once mm-hmm. we identify it, mm-hmm. it's different for all of us mm-hmm. every day in a different way. Um, we have to remember God, never, God has never lost a battle. Mm. And if we are soldiers in his army and he's our general. We win. Exactly. Every single time, no matter what it looks like, no matter how bad the battlefield looks, or no matter how bad the circumstances are, or those people that Mm. um, kind of end up in our path to just agitate and aggravate us. I can name. I can name a few. I well, don't get me going. But that's yeah, a whole new message there, that isn't it? Totally is. But you know, that's the thing is that we have to remember and stay mindful in that that right. come on. We 
and then go that we are children of the most high god and that he's already given us the mm. tools and the the weapons of warfare and mm. they're not carnal they're not flesh and so that's when we put on the full armor of god wow so good that so goes good. on for, for Man, another you, talk you just preached i mean well thanks for listening to our podcast today. <laughs> thank you very much enjoy the show and, i mean and don't forget to have the veal dish <laughs> wow what a what a powerful powerful message i mean man so you know our guest today mm-hmm. t- talking about preaching Yes. Um, we have a special pastor with us today uh, that I've come to know through our festival yes. uh, in our location. Um, this this pastor, my word, does he got the biggest servant's heart? Yes, he does. I mean, it's just amazing, and uh, just his heart in general, even in his family. It it, it to me, the way he serves is just a. Uh, uh, an example of how his family is. I mean, they, I mean, it's just, they're all, they all love to serve, but without further ado, I mean, I further ado, further, uh, (laughs) 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 we'll have to edit that part. Okay, here we go. Uh, But please help me welcome our good friend, Pastor Chris Ballard. Pastor Chris is in the house. Woohoo. Excited. How are you, Pastor? I'm doing well, Donna. John, good to good to hear your voice. I wish we were meeting in person uh, because I always feel so enlivened when uh, when we're together. And mm. uh, I think it's because of the way you two love Jesus, you love the Word, and I, I just feel so encouraged when we get to do ministry together. So, and by the way, thank you for the kind words that you just said um, about me, but also about my family. That that means more than you know. I love mm. them dearly, as you know. Oh well. Mm. It's it's amazing. Uh, you know, we've known each other for uh, almost, I would say, almost a full two years, maybe. Um, right. Uh, and, you know, as we said, we got to know you through where our festival location is there in Rogersville, Missouri, um, right there at Jamestown. Uh, you actually have a church, a story time or story time church right there in the Plaza Tower, which is directly beside the field that we we host our festival. I mean, how awesome is that? <laughs> well, it's, yeah, you could use the word awesome. Um, yeah, Story <laughs> Church, and you started to say Story Time. That's uh, the, the coffee shop that we hope and pray is coming soon. We'll talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe a little bit later, but um, yeah, it is awesome, John. I smile uh, quite a lot because... As you say that, I'm remembering the story of how we got here. Um, You know, David Klaus, I know you had him on the the program uh, not too long ago, but he and I were just talking the other day. It was was the last day of of February of uh, 2018 that I met him. And uh, I mean, just I hadn't even met him. And at the end of that year, we were signing a lease agreement to uh, move to Jamestown. and to build out here. And so shortly after we got in here or shortly after we started the project to build, uh, David said, Chris, you're never going to believe what's getting ready to happen in the field behind us. (laughs) 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 Oh man, Lord, you're so good. Uh, You know, we're a brand new church, you know, we're, we're just a little over three year old, three years old now, but at the time, you know, very young and certainly young to be taking on this kind of construction project. Uh, so it was a step of faith. And then wouldn't you know it, we stepped into this agreement 
having heard from the Lord. And then we find out, oh, yeah, there's going to be a two-day Christian music festival <laughs> uh, with about 40,000 people in our backyard. Wow. You know, it's funny. As a church planner, you say, Lord, how, how will we get the word out? You know, how, how will we let people know that we're here? <laughs> He's always got a plan, doesn't he? Amen. Amen. And, and and I have to say that even when we first met, the 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 completion of the church wasn't even done. It was no. still being It was all built. under construction. We, I mean, there was no right. church there at all. I mean, every time I would go and try to talk to Chris— uh, he was busy scraping <laughs> floors, painting walls, he was a climbing ladders, and construction worker at the so, same time. I mean, so if you've ever been asked what do you do during the week, well, you know, Chris can tell you <laughs> as <Right>. a pastor. <laughs> right. Well, and and not just a pastor. I mean, I've worked in established churches, much larger churches, but when you become a church planter, uh, people say, "What do you do?" Oh my goodness, you put on whatever hat needs to be worn that day. Um, mm. You know, and I, I love it. It's it's great. And uh, I'm the kind of person that needs something new. If I had to sit at a desk and do the same thing every day, I, I, you know me, John, I'd, I'd go crazy. Oh, um, yeah. The Lord just didn't gear me that way. That's for some people, but not for me. So uh, I get to wear my entrepreneurial hat as a church planner, be a pastor and an entrepreneur at the same time. And uh, I just love that. I love uh, exciting new challenges. And, and I love putting things in the Lord's hands and just watching him do things beyond my wildest dreams. I mean, he really does. He, he's he's just uh, more creative than I am. And so I've learned to just say, all right, God, I don't know how you're going to do this, uh, but here we go. You know, and John, you know that. I mean, right. you've, you've certainly been an inspiration to me in the way that you, mm. as still a fairly new believer, I mean, you, you were coming to the Lord about the time we were starting Story Church, and, <laughs> and I'm watching what God is doing through you. Uh, through this festival and how many lives it's touching. I'm just, I'm blown away. And so uh, thank you for the way that you teach us uh, to keep our eyes on Jesus and to trust him for big things. Oh, wow. Well, thank thank you. I wasn't expecting that. I'm, I mean, uh, it, it's all God. I can't even explain half of the things that happen through the ministry and through different connections. I, I just, we can't explain it other than but God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I want to talk right. a little bit about about uh, um, Story Church. Uh, first off, the name, Story Church. What, what, <laughs> where, did, where did that generate from? <laughs> yeah, well, a little bit. It'd be easy just to point you to the verse uh, of our namesake, but but there's a story, <laughs> and uh, before that, and so the you know the reality is, um, my wife and I spent uh, 18 years in established church ministry, and um, as with anybody and anything else, there's a refining process, uh, and and there's an undoing of yourself, and we just we have a high value um, towards. Um, authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we say that, and that's kind of a catchword, almost a buzzword in the church these days. But more than that, what I'm saying is we, we tend to reject image management. Um, we want to, uh, we want to walk by the spirit and just truly being who we are. We want to see people set free from in, image man, management. Uh, I was an image manager for many years of my life. You know, I want to make sure everybody approves uh, likes me, thinks I'm cool, thinks I look good, approve in every way. Mm. Um, and that's exhausting. Uh, and so I always tell people, uh, I am Jacob. Uh, his name literally means heel grabber. He came out of the womb with 
uh, Esau's heel and his hand and everything about his life was about manipulation. Uh, everything in his life was um, designed around getting his way. You know, he had the mantra, um, I can make anything happen. And uh, there's a lot of that in Chris Ballard when Chris Ballard is in the flesh. Uh, I can do it. I'll make it happen. I'll find a way. Uh, and that is an evil thing, and that is a, a scary thing. And it, it plagues a lot of pastors, a lot of church leaders, and we don't mean to. We don't know that it's there. Um, but, but it's a beautiful thing when Jesus gets a hold of that and, and births something out of us, when the Spirit takes over that same personality that he's given us to, to you know, be a go-getter and to be driven. Uh, when it's um, been restored, when it's been renewed by the Spirit, uh, that becomes a beautiful story, but it's mm-hmm. it's just the story of of death and resurrection, um, and, and I say just the story. It, that's what it is. And um, so, I also have a deep passion for the meta narrative of the Bible. You know, I think oftentimes we give people little snippets, so maybe they know the the story of Jacob and Esau. But do you understand how it fits in um, what we call the story circle? Um, and we just summarize the whole Bible as saying it's it's a, a cyclical thing, a story uh, that starts with God creating in beauty. Right. And tragedy struck and then struggle ensued. And so, I mean, struggle, that's that's what Israel means. Uh, and so from beauty to tragedy to struggle, we needed a rescue and our rescue is Jesus. Well, what is he rescuing us to? It's not just to go to heaven someday. He's restored us and rescued us to mission. And that mission is to restore beauty. So we're right back at the top. We've recreated what God intended for us in the first place, and that is flourishing life in the Garden of Eden. And so when you have that perspective, you go, oh, my goodness, what a beautiful story. God has given me a story to tell. And so we celebrate Psalm 107-2 where uh, in the NIV version it says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. You might have heard it said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Well, what are we saying? We're saying what God has done for us. He's restored beauty to our broken lives. He's taken away the tragedy and the struggle. And, uh, well, it's the, strategy, the tragedy, but the struggle remains. But we have a rescue in the struggle. And when we identify with our own struggle and we feel free to talk about uh, what, a, what a manipulative, awful person Chris Ballard can be in his flesh – we, we, we don't have any fear. I can out myself now mm-hmm. because I believe in what Christ has done in me. And when I see the flesh rise up in me, I say, well, nope, uh, Don, it's what you were preaching. <laughs> that was the <laughs> word you used, right, John? It's yeah. what you were preaching that we understand that that's our enemy stirring our flesh back up. But that's dead. We don't live by that. We live by the Spirit. Amen. And so um, by the Spirit, we're restoring beauty to a broken world. And so uh, we just pray with Jesus. Uh, may it be on earth as it is in heaven. Restore us to the garden, Lord. We want to we want to have all that you have for us, and we want to enjoy this life and not just wait for someday in heaven. We want it now. Amen. And that is a good word, Pastor Chris. I, I was, as you're telling the story of the story, church, the word that I kept getting was restoration. Mm-hmm. And it seems that um, as... The people come in and they share their story, like you said, the verse, um, let the redeemed tell their story. The restoration, as I was looking at the word restoration, what does it mean? It's 
when you break that down, it's restory, meaning that mm-hmm. there, you get another chance to have a new story and a story that comes back around for good and not evil, mm-hmm. because that's what God meant for us is to have the good and not evil and a chance for people to be um, not only restoration, but almost like reinvented for because God, he had this plan in the beginning for them great plans and and now they get to walk in that great plan once they're restored and so i i amen i love that about your church is that um you open the doors you open up uh, everybody opens up their arms to the people that have a story and that they get Mm -hmm. to come in and get a brand new story in in the restoration and the healing um in the redemption of christ So good. It's funny you bring that up. I I actually finished the Gospel of John last Sunday with our people, and uh, we ended with the restoration project of Peter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, and so uh, restoration was the key word on Sunday. And so Mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, yeah, I love that term. I love how it, it does restore the beauty to our brokenness. And um, that's what the that's what the gospel does. This is the good news of Jesus. This is the Jesus story, and we just love to tell it. It's so good. You know, the thing is, too, is talking about restoring or restoration. Uh, I mean, by Story Church coming into Jamestown, uh, a, a building, a location that has just been quiet for many, many years, mm-hmm. Story Church comes in there and restores yes, the amen. building back to life, right. or a part of restoring yeah. the building back to life, yeah. and yeah. and more than just a church, more than just a location where people can meet and worship. But let's talk about Storytime Coffee. I mean, this is, I'm a huge coffee fan. I mean, a fan, I've got my coffee right here and it's actually running dry. I'm going to have to send Donna to go get me some more while we're talking. But, (laughs) but I mean, this has been a project that has been a vision, part of the vision that you've had for, for your church. But, I haven't been down there in I don't know how long it's been to see, to hear, to to know. So fill us in, fill us in on what is happening at Storytime, the progress, uh, and, and and the purpose of the yeah, of the of, yeah. the of the location. That's good. Well, let's let's start with purpose because that for me that that drives everything else. And so, um, you know, again, I called myself a church planter, and essentially what that means is that. Um, I see myself not just as a pastor, but as a missionary sent and the church also that we see ourselves as sent ones. I mean, that's what church means, the ecclesia, the sent ones of God. Um, and so we've, we've really tried to capture that. So once we began, we began praying, where should we land? We started out in the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame, um, but we always had a heart for Rogersville. Um, and, you know, if I was just a strategist, I might have said, OK, let's let's get into Springfield and let's see if we can be, you know, how big can we get, right? How, how big of a church can we, can we have? But we saw a need in Rogersville and, and there's, I know several of the pastors here in town, not that there aren't good churches here in Rogersville, there are several and we've teamed up with them with Light the Way and other things we do here. Uh, but we saw growth coming um, and we saw the need growing. And as we prayed, the Lord uh, made it clear that this is where we were supposed to be. Um, so as a missionary, you're essentially looking for need, and you're looking for ways to speak the heart language of the people. And so 
we spent a lot of time just listening, John. And so um, what I mean by that is we went to um, open forums uh, with the city, city hall, uh, chamber meetings, spent a lot of time at, uh, time at the school. I'm, I'm a uh, assistant soccer coach at the high school. So when you're involved and you, you're just building relationships, you just tend to listen. And the things that I kept hearing were, we wish we had a community center. Mm. Um, we wish we had a mom and pop diner here in Rogersville. We wish we had a coffee shop. Mm. And so as I listened to those three things, I thought, well, it would take millions. We're not quite there yet. <laughs> we could barely build our, our, our infill project here at Jamestown, but um, <laughs> praise God, we did that debt free. Um, and we're thankful for that. But, wow. but we knew we couldn't do that just yet. We, we weren't interested in starting a restaurant, but you know, we could do a coffee shop. And, and John, you know, you know me well. Mm. I'm a coffee snob, a coffee oh, yeah. connoisseur. <laughs> and uh, and I, get, I get very excited about coffee as ministry. I mean, as a pastor, I've spent countless dollars and hours uh, in coffee shops mm. uh, talking about God's word with people. Where most of business around, gets done. True. Yeah, exactly. I mean, really, you know, we looked around and we just saw, okay, Rogersville doesn't have a quiet location to just sit down and meet, whether it's uh, just to sit down with yourself and read a book or uh, to have a private conversation with a friend or just enjoy a good cup of coffee or to have a, a meeting. And so we said, we can do this. we got to have a church lobby anyway. So let's have, if we're going to build something, if we're going to put money into a building, let's make sure it's a blessing to the community. So I have a deep, yeah, I mean, I just have an aversion to um buildings. And, and I don't want to say that, that other churches are wrong and they shouldn't have buildings or spend money on buildings, but I just have had this allergy to it. Where <laughs> I, I, I just get concerned with uh, the amount of dollars that we would spend uh, if it was just for us. Right. And so right. we said, all right, if we're going to put money into something, let's make sure it's something the city wants. If we're going to move into a city, let's not do it just for us to have a church. We, do, we could do that anywhere. You don't even need me. Let's, there's other pastors and other churches. Let's make sure that this is a blessing to the city of Rogersville and wow. it's something they want. So it really just came by listening. Uh, and so progress, uh, you asked about that. Uh, we have nothing left, but the plumber uh, is working to finish up just kind of the stack out and, and putting in the, uh, uh, the equipment. And uh, we are we are just thrilled. And so the construction project itself is again completely paid for uh, oh, wow. without God. debt. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, amazing. We're, we're within ten thousand dollars of of having uh, just the final install done and paid for as well. And I don't have the final numbers in front of me, but we're extremely close to having what we need in the bank uh, to get it started. And so we're prayerfully looking at a at a start date this fall. Okay. So opening okay. the coffee shop full time, meaning uh, Monday through Saturday, will be closed on Sundays. Obviously, as it's our church lobby. But right. um, yeah, it is. It is such uh, an exciting project. And uh, in fact, John, you mentioned my boys and my family yeah. uh, <laughs> are serving. We've been restoring an old kegerator. Um, a buddy of mine who owns a bar uh, put it out on Facebook. Hey, I've got a. I've got a kegerator for sale, and I. I said, I'm hey, sorry, I, you just. I wish you were here to see Don and I's face reaction whenever like, you. Saw. I wonder where the story's going now. Yeah, I know, right? I know exactly. I, I mentioned this in my sermon, but uh, yeah, this guy I play soccer with owns a bar, and he says, "Hey, I've, I've got this," and I hit him up. I said, I, "I'd like that for the church." Well, he thought I was kidding. <laughs> so he negotiated with another guy to come buy it, and uh, I hit him back. I said, "Hey, man." I, 
I'm I'm serious. I'll buy this, you know, for our church, for our coffee shop. We're gonna serve nitro cold brew coffee, not beer. Coffee out of oh, the refrigerator. And yeah, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so he hit me back. He's man, I'm sorry. I thought you were kidding. He goes, man, you know, imagine that, John. He, somebody wow. thought I was joking around. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he said, listen, if it's for the church, it's yours. Just come get it. No charge. And oh, so wow. My, my boys and I for this last week have been uh, just putting some elbow grease into it, getting it all shined up. And a guy in my church does vinyl wrap. So he's wrapping the doors with our logo on it. And I'm putting new heads on it so we don't have the you know, the beer lines running through it, put new heads on it and, and lines for the coffee. And so, anyway, it's wow. just so much fun. Wow. But I love, I love uh, the picture it's painted for me of Donna, what you were talking about with restoration, because mm. I preached on it last week. And now every, you know, as, as tired as we are, this project, I'm going, praise God, you know, this is what you do. <laughs> you clean us up and you send us out for a new purpose. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow, so so good. Great. Well, I mean, it's so exciting to hear the progress and how, how things are moving there and yeah. how, how it hasn't life. stopped. I mean, life is just yeah. moving. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, the other thing that's moving is our time. I mean, I can't believe this, this uh, episode already is almost coming to an end. And I'm wow. just like, I, I, I want more. Oh, I we're want having so much fun. We, well, you know what? Talking about fun. Yeah. You know what time it is? No, what time is it, John? It's game time with Light the Way and Friends. Seven questions. And seven second answers. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, this, this is the oh. part where we like to play a little game with our guests. So, Chris, how this works is Donna and I will go back and forth with our questions for you. And uh, we're going to ask you seven questions. And okay. we are looking for seven second answers in response to those questions. Are you ready? I was born ready. Oh, good answer. That's good one, but that doesn't count. Okay, so here we go. Question one. <laughs> oh, that's not the first one. Okay. No. Question one. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. Oh, name a Sunday school teacher that you had when you were growing up. Uh, Kelly Wilson. What, what, what's your favorite animal sound? And please answer by making that sound. <laughs> I'm not familiar rough, with rough. that animal. <laughs> Wait, what did he say? Rough, rough. Oh, oh he's Scooby Doo. Uh, my, yeah, well, my dog sounds like Chewbacca. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That was That's awesome. Oh my, uh, Pastor Chris, if you had a theme song for your life, what would it be? <laughs> oh my gosh, you stumped me on that one. Seven seconds, I'm gonna get buzzed. Uh, theme, theme song for your uh, life. All right. Why did Yankee Doodle name the feather in his hat macaroni? <clears throat> Clearly, he was hungry. <laughs> Clearly, we'll take that. I thought he was out of spaghetti noodles. I don't know. Um, <laughs> can you tell me something on your bucket list that you would love to do in the next year? love to travel to London to watch the Arsenal play soccer. Oh, that is a good one. That is a good one. All right. Bonus question. Bonus question. Here we go. Last and final question. Why do we sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game when we're already there? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Um, deep existential question right there. Um, because we might forget. <laughs> all right, all right. That was so much fun. Thank you, Chris, well, for uh, playing along with us. This is this is fun. I, I love. I wish we can do more. We, maybe we need to make it ten questions in ten seconds. Yeah, because I want to know the theme song for his life. Uh, Anthony, oh, that, that's your homework. It's for okay, next time we invite you back, Pastor Chris. So, so somebody asked me uh, over the the week, and it was one of those Facebook things. Like, uh, I've nominated you, so for the next ten days, I'm putting album covers of deeply profound, you know, albums that kind of shaped my taste in music. And I was reminded of Stephen Curtis Chapman's first hand album. Mm. I mean, going back into the eighties, I was a probably, I was probably fifth, sixth grade when that came out. And, and I just listened to that song yesterday. My redeemer is faithful and true. Now it's just Ooh. a calm ballad. So it's not a great, like pump, you know, pumping you up kind of theme song, but Man, I just thought, I listened to that, and I thought, that is timeless. Uh, my Redeemer is faithful and true. And, of course, I got to meet him when I was uh, young, you know, like fifth grade, and he came to our church camp when there was only like 80 of us there before he was a big deal. Wow. And so we got to actually talk to him and get to know him. But uh, a few years back, you remember Chalmer Harper, who used to be with us here at the, the Wind FM, yeah. uh, had, a, had a phone interview, and I had told this story to Chalmer, so he brought it up. and. He uh, privately recorded a message from Stephen Curtis Chapman to me just saying, hey, uh, Chris, I, uh, thanks for sharing that memory of how I, I said that to you. And it was like he had written wow. something in a book to me. And he goes, thanks for sharing that. I pray you're still keeping your eyes on Jesus. Anyway, it was just kind of one of those meaningful moments coming full circle in my life when I was first looking to, to walk with Jesus uh, and then to now be a pastor and to have that kind of connection with him. But that song always meant so much to me. Amen. Wow, that that is such a testimony. I love that. And see, you did have a theme song for your life after yeah. all. It, it just wasn't very exciting, right? <laughs> uh, it, no, that is exciting. It's especially oh, exciting yeah. to Jesus. You know, Pastor Chris, there's people that are out there right now that are listening uh, to this broadcast. Uh, and today, I'm wondering if there is somebody that was maybe like you, you know, and you got to get a special message from somebody and you had an opportunity to meet Jesus. So would you honor us by um, taking this time and inviting people to meet the Jesus that you know? Yeah, I appreciate that opportunity. Um, I just want to speak to this weird phase of life we're in. Um, when this uh, COVID-19 thing first hit, um, it I found myself going through the grief cycle, and we, we tend to think of the grief cycle as something that we deal with when someone dies, um, mm -hmm. but in reality, um, a lot of what we know about life seemed to kind of die, um, and so what I mean by that is, you know, at first there's shock and denial, and then you, you become angry, uh, and then depression and detachment can take place, and and then ultimately there's some dialogue and some bargaining for what, what's going on and how to deal with it. And then there's acceptance and hopefully at the end of the cycle it's a return to a meaningful life. And um, I just know here recently is it looked like there was some light at the end of the tunnel and then some new restrictions uh, came out. It felt kind of like the grief cycle hitting all over. But, you know, I was reminded of um, what Paul preached in, in Philippians chapter 1. Um, where he had this singular focus on the Jesus story. That's all he cared about. And, and so here he is 
even in prison. In chapter 1, verse 12, he says, Now I want you to know. That, that word know is so important. It's not just knowledge. It's gnosko. It's relational knowledge. It's, it's being certain of something in Jesus. But to know, brethren, that my circumstances have turned out for the greater progress of the gospel, so that my imprisonment in the cause of Christ has become well known throughout the world, the whole praetorian guard, and to everyone else. And, and you know, Don, I was just so encouraged by that as I am tempted at different times throughout this period to get frustrated or to get angry again, to go, wait a second, look at how God is advancing the, the, the Jesus story, the story right. circle over and over and over. More people are watching uh, sermons and listening to the Word of God online. More families are spending time together uh, praying together. Moms and dads are investing into the spiritual lives of their children. Uh, and I am encouraged by how God is taking something that I know our enemy meant for evil, but Jesus, doing what he always does, has redeemed this story and he's restored it to beauty. And so I just want to encourage everyone the Jesus story is going out. But the question each of you have to determine is what part are you going to play in that? My encouragement to everyone listening is jump all in. <laughs> and when you get back to what we call normal life, don't lose what you've started here. Spend more time in God's Word. Spend more time praying with your family. Spend more time talking to your neighbors. Spend more time testifying to the goodness of God in your life. That's the hope we have. And that's why in Philippians, Paul talks about joy. He has joy even in prison. And so we as believers never lose that joy even if we're a little unhappy sometimes we can find our joy in christ he is alive he is well he is working in and through his church even if we can't physically and visibly meet the way we want to right now so that's my word of encouragement don't lose hope amen you joy and just amen. have that singular focus on the jesus story amen Thank you, Pastor Chris, for, for sharing, and, and I would just like to ask if you wouldn't mind, if you could maybe uh, pray over the ones who um, maybe need to know Christ, or maybe need to come to Christ today, and they just don't know how to pray that prayer, or maybe they just, maybe they're inspired by this Jesus, but doesn't know them. Could you could you leave that lead that prayer for those? So if you're listening and, and you want to know who that Jesus is and what that hope is like, um, we want to invite you to to repeat into this prayer that that Pastor Chris is going to pray and lead us in, um, because that's the first step. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, Pastor Chris, could you could you lead us in that prayer? Yeah, if you're listening today and you um, you know your story's broken, um, I just want you to know it's okay to acknowledge that right where you are. You don't have to be in a church service um, right where you're listening, whether it's in your car. Keep your eyes open. But if you're in a car or you're at home, at your desk, whatever you're doing, um, all it takes is an acknowledgement of your brokenness. Just say, Dear Father, I know that I am broken. I am hurting. I am incomplete without you. I've been trying hard like Jacob, like Chris Ballard, trying to make something for myself trying to win the approval of others, trying to win at life, but I can't seem to make up ground. God, I need help, and I believe Jesus can help me. 
I believe in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And I want to call out on him and ask for forgiveness for all my sins. I want to call out to him and ask him to take over my life and rebuild it, restore it, give me new life in Jesus. God, I want to see you in heaven someday, but I also want to experience this heaven life right now. And I just pray that every one of you who just prayed that prayer would receive all that Jesus has for you. I pray that you will right now contact the the Christian you know the best and tell them that you just prayed that prayer. And then I want you to ask them where to go next and, and how to get plugged into a church and how to become a part of the people of God. So Father, I pray that lives would be changed by the Jesus story that they would understand they don't have to save themselves, they can't save themselves, that Jesus, you can save them because you've come to love the whole world and to save the whole world. So we ask for your help. We ask for your guidance. For the believers, I pray that you help us walk through grief and tragedy and uncertainty, believing there is hope in Jesus for every moment of life. Oh, Lord, we love you. We thank you and we praise you. And we pray this in your name, the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 If you are listening and you just prayed that prayer, we want to invite you. We want to know who you are. We want to connect with you. So if you wouldn't mind, uh, right after this podcast, don't wait. Don't wait. Do it right after you in this this podcast ends. And we want you to go to our website, lightthewayministry.com. And midway through the the website on the front page is a button that says, I made a decision. Click on that button. That sends us a message. That sends Donna and I a message that you just prayed that prayer and you believed it wholeheartedly. And we want to connect back with you and pray with you in an agreement and stand with you and get you plugged into a church or a ministry in your area. It doesn't matter where you're from. You could be in California. We will find a ministry and get you plugged in because we know the importance of that. We know the importance of... Uh, of discipleship and staying plugged in and learning more. Um, this is the first and most likely probably the hardest, and you've just succeeded. You just made it. Yes, amen. Welcome to the family. Yes, welcome to the family of God. Amen. Amen. And 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 don't forget, after this podcast, please go click on that button. We want to hear from you and pray for you. Pastor Chris, thank you so much for being a part of today's show. Thank you for uh, your stories, your encouragement, and um, it, it has been a f- great show. It has been. We've learned a lot of different things, too. We have. And we it's have. Been an exciting. Uh, Thank you. I guys. don't know, however long it's been, the time just to learn the story of the Story Church. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you again, Pastor Chris, for joining us today. Thank you, Pastor Chris. We love Thank you guys. You. God bless you. Love you guys. Listening to this week's episode of the Light the Way and Friends podcast. Make sure to subscribe today. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Light the Way Ministry. Be sure to tune in next week for more inspiring conversations that bring hope and light so you can live a better life. And as always, regardless of whatever you're faced with today, Jesus is always there with you to light the way.